newbie. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast with me, Jabril, the Movie Newbie, and the two aficionados, Ollie and Raf. So enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, guys? And we are back again for episode 23. Yeah, 23. 23. It's hard to keep, it's hard to keep count. It's hard to keep count. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, back again for the new episode. And as always, I have my uh, two co-hosts. Ollie and Raf. Hey. How about you guys say hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. So, uh, as you guys know, the movie for today was No Country for Old Men, or how I like to th- how I like to say it. I think I said it. New Men for Old Country. I, I, I messed it up really <laughs> bad the last time. <laughs> um, yeah, you rearranged the title. Exactly. It was beautiful. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Raph, you were the, the guy who suggested it, or was it Ollie? I don't know. One of you guys, take it away. I think I'm the guy. Yeah, I think I'm the guy. All right. No country for old gazes. Um, yeah, where, I mean, I, oh, it, I I have no words for this film. It's, it's, it's I absolutely. Podcast over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, this is it. That's it. Raph's I like, have I have no words. words for that film. All right, well, we're done here, I guess. Then. <laughs> Thank See you ya. very much. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Episode 23 and a half. Um, okay, no, let's, let's, let's begin. Let's begin at the, uh, at the beginning. Uh, let's begin at the beginning. Wow. Wow. Look at me and my words today. Uh, so No Country for Old Men, widely regarded as one of Cohen's the Coen brothers' best film, and not only one of the best Westerns the 21st century has to offer, but also voted the 10th best film of the 21st century as picked by 177 film critics from around the world. So you know it's up there when 177 critics are putting it, you know, number 10. No Country for Old Men imprinted itself into pop culture with its exceptionally crafted mise-en-scene, unforgettable characters, beautiful shots, expertly written scripts, and one of cinema's most indelible villains. Need I say more? Let's get into it. Let's crack this this movie apart. Let's deconstruct it. Let's marvel at it. I was in awe uh, yet again. I've seen this film, I, I would say, at least a dozen times. And every time, it, it, it leaves me a little speechless. And I find something new every time, I, it, whether it's a line, whether it's... It, whether it's the demeanor of a character, there's so much to 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 chew on this film. There's so much to eat. There's so much to enjoy. It's it's my favorite Cohen film. It's one of my favorite films of all time as well. It's uh, also uh, regarded as a critically acclaimed book by Cormac McCarthy, who who also wrote one of my favorite books called The Road. Um, I highly recommend uh, some of his novels. They're outstanding. No Country for Old Men uh, stars Tommy Lee Jones, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Kelly McDonald, Woody Harrelson, Gerald Dillahunt, cinematography by Roger Deakins. Uh, I mean, there's just, it's its just gold. It's, it's gold sprinkled throughout, at least in my opinion, and I can't wait to get your opinion, guys, because... Um, yeah, this was this was a spectacle, and and this this reminds me why I love westerns. And that's all yeah. I have to say. <laughs> now <laughs> no, I can leave. Great. Now I can leave. That was that, that was no, that was a that was a great intro. You know, I followed um, from your footsteps, Ollie. So 
You, yeah. stepped, you stepped it up last week, so I thought, let oh. me let me write something. Thank you, thank you. That's why I'm here. Um, yeah, I guess I'll I'll, I'll go after <laughs> Raph. I I uh, I really no. I, I, so I've I've always been a fan of this film too. Um, you know, even I, I remember seeing it not too long after it came out and being pretty floored by it. I've seen it a couple of times in my life, but I had not seen it in I think well over a decade. Ooh. I think. Or at least around that when I saw it this time. So I was really excited to return to it and revisit it. And yeah, it did not disappoint. Um, I mean, there's so much to get into. There's so much you can highlight about why this is considered to be one of the Coen's Brothers' best films. One of the best films of the decade that it was released in. But I just think what, you know, I was trying to, okay, so I was trying to watch it through the eyes of the Western. I was trying to think, you know, because I hadn't always considered it to be a Western, but we decided to include it in our Western genre. And so when I was watching, I was like, what makes this a great Western? And I think looking at through that lens made me realize just how above all, this is such a great genre film, you know, like I think people have tried to delve into the philosophical themes that the movie clearly introduces. And there is a lot of like heady, you know, there's a lot of like heady subject matter there, but like above all, it's just like a really entertaining thriller. Like it's a great piece of genre filmmaking. I mean, it's so tense, so well shot, so beautifully edited and put together. And like some of the action se sequences in it, like you wouldn't think of this as an action scene because it's not over the top and it doesn't have like Arnold Schwarzenegger in it or whatever. But like some of the shootouts are as like entertaining and captivating as anything I've, ever, I've seen in like a John Wick movie, for example. Yeah. So I was just like <laughs> enthralled by that first and foremost, because I mean, the Coen brothers are regarded as incredible filmmakers on many levels, but I don't think they've ever delivered a um, a thriller on this level before. At least that's that's what I think. But anyway, I, I had a really great time going back to this. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but most importantly, let's hand it over to Jabril. What did you think of the film, man? Oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, don't break our hearts again, please, man. Please, please. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's, it sucks. it's it's definitely yeah. it's definitely a lot better than um the good the bad and the ugly <sighs> in my opinion um but so the first thing that came to mind was i wouldn't call it a western i would call it like an anti-western in a way interesting you know like so everything that it usually a western goes for right the hero always wins the bad guy always loses there's some sort of like struggle between good and evil in this one the good guy dies the bad guy doesn't even kill him and the bad guy kind of gets away and the way it starts and ends with the sheriff i thought that was pretty interesting too um so yeah it didn't it's, I, I just don't see it as a western. I thought it was more like a, like a crime, like a crime thriller, you know. Mm, mm, um, it was cool. I liked the imagery, the way it was like you know the long shots. I love the use of silence. That was one of the main things that I I liked to increase like the, the the suspense. I forgot what movie we watched that used silence really well. It could have been Midsommar. Uh... I can't remember which which movie it was that I think we talked about this, but yeah, I really liked that. Um, I thought the performances were, were pretty amazing. Mm. Um, the only thing for me was I found the plot a little, I what? found it a little boring, just like, I didn't like really? that, 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 
the the twist. Like, I was kind of like being... hoping, like I wanted the hero to 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 go and like you know have that happy ending, you know, where like mm. the money is his and he goes to his wife and they escape and they do something like you know like that's I don't know. So you, I just so... wanted something positive. At the so... end, I was just like, oh, yeah. okay, and that's that's that. Right, right. So no, yeah. that's interesting. So you, in your eyes, Llewellyn, Josh Brolin's character, mm-hmm. was the hero of the journey of this movie. Mm. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's like it, it's kind of like the anti-Western because the hero wasn't really a hero, doesn't really achieve anything. The bad guy kind of had like morals and like the way he. I guess defended his ideals and the way he went throughout, like the way he did with his life. Well, his 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 um, lack of his his complete like his belief in chaos completely. Yeah, it's kind of like, almost his code. His code was that there yeah. was no order in the universe that we live like, in. Um, he just reminded me of in a way. like a bully, like if yeah. two, like Two Face from like Batman was like a really mean bully. That that's him, in my opinion. What was his name? Anton Sugar. Sh- Anton Sugar. Sh- sugar, yeah. Yeah. Um, like sh- like sugar. Yeah. Like sugar. What is he? The ultimate badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought it was overall a great, a great movie. Right, yeah. right. It's um, interesting. Go on, Raf. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say that uh, you know that's one of the things we're gonna crack down and we're gonna kind of like divulge um, is is the villain. Uh, or the villain of the piece, Javier Bardem's, yeah, Sugar, and I, I can't wait to talk more about that. Um, mm. Yeah, Ollie. Well, 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 well yeah, so, once I want to address something you oh, said wait, quickly, no, Jabril. You mentioned, you know, you you talked about whether or not Josh Brolin's character is the hero or not. And I think, Rav, you rightly picked up that mm-hmm. he's kind of not really that noble a figure necessarily. I mean, what he, what, like, unleashes all mm-hmm. of these events in the film is him essentially stealing some money from, like, a drug shootout. But so he's not someone and, all, and he, you know, he creates a situation where it, it ends up, you know, even his wife probably, very likely ends up getting killed in that. And a lot of other people, innocent people are killed in the fallout. But at the same time, I was watching this time. I never realized this before, but him, his one moment of showing like kind of decency and compassion. Isn't that what kind of gets him so screwed in the end? Mm. Like it, uh, it sets everything off in motion. Because isn't it when he g- decides to go back to the scene of the crime yes. to, with the water to give it to the guy who was uh, mm. dying of thirst? Mm-hmm. His decision to do that led to him then leaving his truck there and getting involved yeah. in that chase. And that's how everyone knew who he was and everyone ended up chasing yeah. him and all these people ended well, up getting like, killed as a result. It's something as simple as uh, something that keeps you up at night. You know, like... Yeah. Um, if somebody does something and, like, usually, like, oh, man, I... I hope that keeps him up as at night, you know, like I hope that like troubles him into the morning. So like, I think that introducing that at the beginning of the movie kind of set him for like, like at least in the viewpoint of like people watching this movie, he's the hero character. Cause he went through, he made the positive decision at the end mm. while like he, he, the other dude was kind of, mm. kind of weird, you know, yeah. <laughs> grim reaper. weird. Like whenever I saw, uh, <laughs> What's his name? Sugar. Um, he just reminded me of the Grim Reaper. For well, sure. He's, yeah. black, yeah, sure. Like that yeah. slow walk, you know? While like uh, Brolin's character, what's his name? La... L- Llewellyn, Llewellyn Moss. Llewellyn, yeah. Wow, that's such a like 
It's a so nice name green. to. Well, it's I think it's um. I I believe it's actually like a an like a Gaelic Irish yeah, yeah. Scottish Gaelic or yeah. yeah something like that. But um, it does yeah. sound great when there's, especially the characters with their accents in this movie. Exactly. When they say yeah, it, I thought that was Llewellyn cool. Moss. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. No, so, so essentially, he kind of you know he he dug his own grave, Llewellyn. I, I I'd say you know he 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 was uh, a result to his own demise, but um. One of the things that you both pointed out is accents. Now, the Coens are quite famous for um, their accents and for their character, uh, their characterizations centered around a, a specific dialect. I mean, you know, we have Fargo, we have Obrador Warada, we have Barton Flinton. You know, there's there's all these movies that um, and all these characters that they show us and that they give us. And more often than not, they're superbly written characters and unforgettable characters, right? But one of the strong elements and one of the the, the, the important elements is is the dialect they use to keep them uh, from from being forgotten, to, to, to make sure they're, they're remembered. And I think the Coens, they have such, um, uh, such an affinity and such a, uh, a, a power for shedding light on true America, or what I like to call true America, what I like to think true America looks like. So I've, you know, I've only been there once, and it was Seattle. But it's, it's, it's one of those things where, I like, when I see a Coen Brother film, I like to think that it's, 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 it's one that is authentically portrayed and not spoiled by embellishments or sensationalism. You know, this, this is seen with the characters they create and their accents, and I think accents are so important. Um, it's such an important element to 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 their films and to really paint the world uh, that we're plunged in. Um, so yeah, a- any thoughts on uh, on the accents? On the accents themselves. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think they clearly um, the Coen brothers have an affinity for unusual accents and certain accents from America, and I think they love to sort of just bathe their films in that. And I think it's a lot of where they, I think they just find a lot of it quite funny too. Like, this isn't considered a comedy, but like all of the Coen Brothers films, it's got a lot of really funny moments in it. And I think a lot of that humor does is derived from the way people speak, like the unusual parlances. Like, I think of the, um, uh, the, uh, the I, I want to say the, the, the lady who works at the, um, ho- is it the hotel? I suppose. You know, when Anton Chigurh is trying to <laughs> find out if Luella Moss is staying there. And she's like, I am not at liberty to divulge that information, sir. And and he's just so like sort of flummoxed by her reaction that she's not afraid of him. (laughs) I think I think his uh, his back and forth with the gas station owner. Yeah, the clerk. Yeah, I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. And I just love that exchange. It was it was, I think, a pretty comedic part. I think the use of like, but really scary older people in the film was like usually the the comedy like the most uh, you ever lost in a coin toss <laughs> the most yeah. you ever lost in a coin toss <laughs> um but i think yeah uh what is it the title like no country for old men or just old people in general like not giving a shit as you go older like grow older mm. um, and I, I think you can tell like with the ending monologue as well uh, well, I mean, we got to talk about that at some point. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I, I mean, we'll wonder talk what you wonder what you. Yeah, yeah. But maybe what, what I'm yeah. trying to say is the use of people that are older in the movie to sh- show like the co- comedic side, or sure, I don't know what I'm sure. trying to say here, but well, maybe it's um, kind of like so. Like, I think what people interpret the title meaning is to mean is that um, 
you know, that's the feeling that Tommy Lee Jones's character has is that he undergoes a journey over the course of this film where it seems to dawn on him or it seems to become more apparent to him that um, he is up against like there is an amorality or or, or an evil out there in the universe that is essentially unstoppable. And that to and that he is a figure that tries to uphold justice, but we live in an ultimately unjust world. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Where bad guys get away and good guys don't make it out in the end, if there are such things. And And I, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. If anything, he's a representation of the old west, right? So yes, he even says so in the in the. He's he's literally a sheriff. Yeah. 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 The the he's he is the traditional classic Mm. western. Uh, whilst I think Llewellyn and Shigar are the new West, they're the neo Western, you know, complex, dark, gritty, ugly, shadowy. Uh, and I, and I think that balance between old and new, um, that's also not just, uh, that's not just shown in, in Tom Bell's, uh, mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones character. Um, but also Ed Tom, I think his name is right. Yeah. Tom, Tom Bell. Right. Um, oh, right. I thought was, Bell, they kept yeah. calling him like Ed Tom in the movie. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is that not his name then? Is that just like a nickname they use? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe just Ed, no one knows. Ed right? Tom. Ed Tom, I think, is his name. Ed Tom. Mm. Um, yeah. I'll call him Tom. They couldn't, they couldn't decide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but um, it's, 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 yeah, it's kind of seen throughout the, the movie this balance or this juxtaposition between new and old, right? And uh, it's in the title as well, as you mentioned, Jabriel. And it's also. Um, and this will lead to one of my questions later, but it's also in uh, in, in the hook, in the premise of of, of uh, Llewellyn discovering the the shoot site, right? I mean, that was a Mexican standoff that happened. It mm. already happened. You know, in classic westerns, you see the standoff, you see it happen, you watch it happen. That's part of the fun. That's part of the western fun. This has already happened. Uh, so in a way, that's like Im- like stark imagery of post-Western world, where all of the things that have already occurred, and now it's it's more, yeah, it's more slimy. He gets the money, and he wants to like you know get it for his own gains, but then he gets chased. It's yeah, so it's there's a lot of like imagery like that that um, signifies old and new. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think I think like. The movie, even if it is like an anti-Western in a way, like you said, Jabril, I think it, like you mentioned as well, Raph, I think it's clearly playing off some of the tropes or making reference mm. and even maybe subverting some of what the classic imagery from the Westerns. I mean, you do it's have like kind taking of, ideas and twisting. Yeah, them. like the Mexican standoff. You, you have several standoffs in this film because there is the one that that has already happened in a way that uh, Luella Moss's character stumbles upon in the beginning of the movie. But then even the scene between um, the scene between um, Javier Bardem's character, Anton Chigurh and Woody Harrelson's character, like that is in a way, even though Woody Harrelson's character does not have a gun in his lap, that's kind of like a standoff, isn't it? When they're just Mm. sitting in those two, in those two chairs opposite one another. And then also it's kind of a Western in that it's dealing with like the idea of like a lawless, frontier like this film is not set in you know the wild west era um but it is kind of like a lawless landscape you know Mm. this is a world of criminals where the police aren't i mean you have this sheriff character trying to piece it all together but he's two steps behind the whole time this was the 70s was set in the 70s i think like early 80s like 81 82 or something like that this is like um what is this uh reagan like anti-drug uh nixon 
Nixon or Reagan? Reagan. It would have been Reagan. Would have been um, would have won the election this year, the right. year that this so film was set in. Yeah. This is like the war on drugs, like. Well, that would that have really era. been a couple of years later, but yes, yes, this later, was on like yeah. Mexican cartel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, think yeah. at this point, I mean, I don't know my history that well. Like, but... I mean, the reason why it came into being was because it was the new Wild West. Like these drug cartels right. were coming into the country, selling like killing people wrecking uh, like just causing havoc everywhere so i guess that's your neo western kind of Absolutely. i don't know it's kind of <laughs> one no, of great. the that's things yeah one of the things in the movie i don't know why i like it made me think of this and i think you guys are gonna it's, it's gonna be another iconic jabe quote oh god but... here we go <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um you could say that a few of the Fast and Furious movies are westerns. <laughs> ah. uh, explain. Please don't try. Please don't try to explain. Please don't try to tell me that you think the Fast and Furious movies are better better westerns than the Good, the oh, Bad, no, and the Oh no, no, they're terrible. They use like the tropes and everything, but there's a few, the ones where they're like in America and Mexico. Oh yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the way that it's been filmed with the long shots and like the chases, and in a way, you could say. They're as much of a Western, like Western inspired, as other movies are. You like could, certain, certain you so could the, say, but there is a case. should you? There is yeah. a case for it. But <laughs> so the, car, the cars that replacing this... the cars replacing the horses. The yeah, car, yeah. You could say. There's the so is the Dom... good, the bad, the lone wolf. Sometimes there's the family aspect. You know. So do you think like Dominic? Corona, do you think like Do yeah. Do you think like <laughs> Dominic Dominic Toretti, Vin Diesel's character is kind of like. Our generation's answer to Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, hands down. And I, I believe it's Dominic Toretto. Toretto. Okay. Anyways, we we talk about movies of quality on this show, don't we? So let's we get sure back do. to the subject. Yeah, let's do let's do that. Yeah, I ooh, I like that we're talking about it in terms of how it's a western. Um, yeah. That's I think that's a good track. But I also wanted to I did want to mention something before we um, the conversation moves on to questions. I would. I one thing I love about this movie is that it really dedicates itself to the what I like to call the joy of process mm. because it's such a fast movie but at the same time it takes its time to show you how um characters um plot out their plans each step of the way like you watch the scenes of Jane Josh Brolin's character um going to the store and buying the tent and then using the tent poles to then uh like uh, grab the suitcase from inside the air vents. I mean, you see uh, Javier Bardem slowly taking the cloth, putting it in the car, dousing it alcohol, then creating a fuse. Mm. And you see Josh Brolin's character in the beginning just track those um, those wild game until he finds yeah. the money. I mean, it's just, I, I like that it takes its time to do that. I find that really enjoyable. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I what, what I really liked about the movie was um, how all the characters didn't stand for how, how can i put this didn't stand for shit you know like if, a, if someone said like a, if someone said a stupid comment they would reply with something as sarcastic yeah like the most sarcastic characters like especially with brolin's character and um bardem's character or or mm. or even notably um carla jean uh, uh carla jean uh, lewin lewin's wife's mom Mom, yeah. I mean, oh, she was what so stealing. <laughs> Amazed, she was so funny. Yeah. You she know how many bad pe- cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people I know in Texas. 
this man is. This man. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Um, well, well, before uh, before we go into questions, because I think we're still at like 25 minutes. You know, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. For, for listeners out there, we're trying to, you know, keep it tighter this season. You know, yeah. we're trying to really like, you know, respect the, the margins and respect mm-hmm. timelines. So, mm-hmm. so this- what I wanted to talk about basically was if the good, the bad and the ugly is kind of. Would you say it's a good baseline to to compare westerns to, like other western movies to, or using it as like the inspiration for everything that came after? Well, the thing is actually is that I think I mentioned this when we spoke last week. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're kind of using that as our early definitive western. Mm-hmm. Yet it wasn't actually. It wasn't te- technically a classic western itself. It was a spaghetti western which itself was a reaction to the genre of the Western, which by that point had become stale. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you can really take the good, the bad and the ugly and use it as sort of the platonic form of the Western by which you judge everything else. Um, But it's certainly very influential, right, uh, Raph? Yeah. I I mean, like what I wanted to say is you could literally interchange both titles and it could still work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I think... I think the, the the spaghetti westerns opened up the door to neo westerns. I think thanks to spaghetti westerns because of its grittiness, because of its layered characters, because of its you know uh, layered layered plots, more more shadowy, more gray. I mean, this it's definitely influenced No Country for Old Men. For, yeah, one mm-hmm. could definitely say that, and and it definitely paved the way for more complex westerns. And I think neo westerns are complex westerns. They're not black and white, you know. Um, and I'm glad we I'm glad we entered this theme of westerns with more intricate uh, layered titles than just uh, I don't know a John Ford western or a, or a John Wayne, because those are clearly um, and Jabriel, you would have you know noticed from seeing those films that there is your archetypal hero. There is your bad guys, and there, and you know, he wins the day at the end, and he gets the wife, and gets reunited with the kids, or whatever. It's very much, it's a more linear kind of easy to digest plot where this is a little, you know, more, yeah, realistic, you know, murky, human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and and I think one one extra point I wanted to add to. And Gabriel, you you mentioned this uh, at the beginning, um, and then Ollie picked it up by saying uh, you really enjoyed those scenes that were uh, that that are crucial to to giving you. Um, Ah, I can't remember how you said it, but you were, you know, the, the process, the process of the work, yeah, yeah, the process yeah. of the scene, the, the mise en scène, and and all of yes. that. I think that's terrifically uh, enhanced by the, the fact that it is a very silent western. It's it's mm. there is I think no score or no music in this until the very end, until the end credits. I've got um, well, I've got it actually in my notes here. Sorry, not to cut you off. Yeah, but no, I, I think I it's I think that. The silent, no, no, it's it's it, it does have a score. They do have their, um, the Coen brothers hired their regular composer for this film, Carter right. Burwell, who's a fantastic mm. um, composer. But um, the the only music that you hear in this are like these tones, essentially, yeah. that yes, come up yes. in a few crucial moments, like the 
when he's being chased by the truck through the desert mm. or um, I think during one of the shootouts and then yes at the end and I remember listening to a uh, Roger Deakins podcast recently which is a fantastic podcast yeah. if you want to hear people who really know what they're talking about when it comes to film on a podcast you should go listen to that podcast shout out um, shout out to that podcast uh, it's, sure. it's, it's brilliant and they did an episode where they had I believe Joel Cohen on to talk about their collaborations because Roger Deakins shot this movie and he used to work on, he worked on nearly every Coen Brothers movie until quite recently but anyway they were talking about he Joel Cohen was on this episode and he was talking about how when they made No Country for Old Men they he was talking with Carter Burwell and Carter Burwell usually makes these beautiful like piano led um uh scores but this time they said they were like how much m music do you want to use in this and they were like as little as possible. <laughs> they were like, we really, uh, ideally there'd be no music in this because I think they wanted to draw on the silence and they didn't want to manufacture how people felt because scores, especially ones that are quite lavish, will often be trying to manipulate the audience into having an emotional reaction. And I think, I'm guessing that with this film, they kind of wanted that to just to come, they wanted it to be completely built on tension, which is mm. often created from the lack <laughs> of any sound. Absolutely. Yeah. So these long, harrowing, subdued sequences really just, yeah, enhance the tension and the suspense, yeah. which make it somewhat unbearable, but also incredibly crafted. Um, but it, it, it felt loud, which was strange. You know, like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the open desert before, but the silence of the desert is loud. Mm. I don't. I don't know how to explain. I it. like that paradox. No, it's it's yeah. That, mm. that, that that makes sense. I think because uh, maybe you become ultra aware of, of. Yeah, it's just this huge open space where you feel like you're s super alone, and I think that like using that and then the like the slow stalking of the, I guess the villain in this movie. And he's right? a si he's it's, a silent killer, right? Yeah, and he his just, weapons are silent. That, his gas with tank, that air, and, yeah. yeah, the gas tank. And I like it's heavy, you know. He walks slowly, and he's still chasing you, like that's so scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I just think the. I mean, this this a lot of this comes from the book. We should, you know, yes, um, yes, absolutely. highlight that. But uh, yeah, I think the the sound design. You're right in this movie is insanely good. That you do have that quiet to loud sudden transition that works so well in this. And yeah, I think the just on a side note, the. Um, what is it? It's like a cattle prong or something that he uses. Uh, yeah, to kill cows from the back so they don't. Kill yes, anything. yeah, that's no. what, and that's what Sugar uses in this so that he can't be tracked so easily. And the sound quality with that device and this that weapon is just it's kind of like oh, it just it's really unsettling. It's very unsettling. Um, which and I'll have I'll have a question to kind of like play with that mm. a little bit. Um, mm. Do we want to go to questions? How are we doing on time? What's, um, uh, we're, what's, we're on like 31 minutes so should, far. Should Wait, we can open I? Up? Yeah, sorry, yeah, go, on. No, go on. I, I would no. I, I, you're. I think we should um, move to questions soon. But I did want to make sure that we talked a little bit about the ending in case yes, we, yes, yes, yes. We don't have an opportunity later. I, I'll, well, I'll make this quick. I, I think. What did you guys make of the ending? Because it's a scene that a lot of um, people have debated the meaning of since this film came out. I mean. Uh, so my housemate watched this film with me and he said, I don't know. At the end, he was like, I've ne he'd never seen this film before for some reason. And he was like, that was a really great movie, but I honestly have no idea what to make of that ending. Yeah, that's that. That was my 
my reaction. So before before I talk about that, it, while I was watching the movie, um, I told the guys like in our movie newbie group chat that I think I did watch this movie before, but the last 45 minutes. After oh. watching the last 45 minutes, I didn't actually watch this movie. I mixed it up with um, Goat's... Was it something who stare at goats or whatever? Um, Clooney and yeah, the the men who stare at goats. The men who stare at goats. Yeah. So, so I don't know why I confused these two movies. <laughs> Maybe because it had like just old, really good older actors. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. So the the ending of the movie, um, I was just so super confused about it. I like had to go online and like try and find out the meanings of it and stuff and i still didn't really what what did what did the online community kind of give you did you like come to was there a decision or are you still do you have any opinions for as I a mean, movie newbie uh i don't know i just i just thought it was a bit of a dead ending like just the it ended with the character that was least um present in the movie being kind of like the focal point of the movie. Hmm. You know, like we see uh, Tommy Lee's, Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. His, yeah. Um, his character, the least, yet it's his arc that is kind of the most important. And I don't know. I just yeah. didn't. No, no. It, I, it, I, I, I like, like the movie, but I didn't really like that the way it ended. Yeah. Uh, like I, Like I said in the beginning, I wished it went a more traditional way because mm-hmm. like that's they built it up with all the suspense and then it just because like it's like, an anti it was an anti such an anti-climax yeah, yeah. On, on and purpose. I, just, I didn't want that in this mm-hmm. film but i think that's what the coen brothers do right that's their that's their thing not always not, not always. always but but raf what do you what do you think of the ending I don't know. I kind of wanted to ask you first to be honest. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, do you see how I expertly asked you guys so I didn't have to Yeah, explain. exactly. Like, okay. Now, now I can think about Just it. Just out of um, curiosity, what did you guys think? Before I, as you, I, as I you're give you my explanation. Down, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do have an, I do have some interpretation, but I'd like to hear... I don't know if you have any thoughts. Yeah. On. I mean, I, I, I think, I think it, it, for me, I think it wants to end that way because it still wants to retain the fact that it is a Western and... And Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Tom Bell's character, imbues the Western. He imbues the Old West. And I think maybe that's an ode to the Old West. And what the Coens wanted to do is to give kind of a poetic um, last message about the Old West and how the Old West survives, right? Because Tommy Lee Jones, we don't know if Sugar is dead or alive. But the rest of the most, the, the rest of the notable characters did perish. They died to their own fate, really. But uh, and Tommy Lee Jones was almost too pure, too good. The old West is too good. It's too pure. It's too balanced. It's and and he was that. Swish, he didn't. He didn't. Even, he was terrified of the case. You know. He he he. I, I think there was there was deep deep fear with 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 what it, he he didn't want to meddle with it. You know. And 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 him opening the door with Sh- with Shigar behind it. You know. And and I think he knew Shigar was behind that, but didn't want to do anything because maybe he didn't. He couldn't face. He couldn't face it. He couldn't face this 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 unsurmountable evil. This shadow. I mean, and he Anton Sugar was a fucking shadow that was following you. And maybe that's the new world. That shadow is the new world. Is the new west. Is the neo western. And I think um, having having it ended that way is 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 brings it more to a poetic justice for the old west still surviving. 
I don't know. Mm. That's my, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, cause I guess the question at the heart of this movie is the sort of thing that Tommy Lee Jones's character is wrestling with is has the world got worse? Has the world got more evil? Um, or have I just become less tolerable of it? Or have I just become unable to face it in my old age? And is, I, is, I think just less blind to it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's maybe it's like, Facing your own mortality, because I, I think that's there's something about that in the final scene in terms of what the dream means. I think it's got something to do with death, with mortality, because his, as he mentions, I think, crucially, his father is in both dreams and his father, who I, I think is it's mentioned, died relatively young, is younger, is is younger in his dreams than he is now. Yeah. And his father, his father is, and grandfather. And the yeah, exactly. Well. And it's. His father, yes, exactly. And his father um, says that his father rides in the second dream, rides ahead in the snow and lights a fire and waits for him. And I wonder if that's death. Like, is that his own mortality? Is that is that what his, is, you know, is this the afterlife? His father's waiting for him to come and join him there. And is that to say then that he's ready for death now that he can no longer be a sheriff and do his duty? I don't know. Yeah, and is he and is he the last token of the old west? Is he the last symbol of the old west? You know, is is he the last sheriff? Because he, he he was he he is he he is that sheriff that wears the badge that has the hat that is good to the people to the community. Is he that last beacon uh, of the old west that's like pure and good and and like I I here to serve my community and I don't want to meddle with that outside world that's creeping into this town. You know. Uh, the drug money that's coming in, the the cartel or whatever, you know, it's 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 really just it's it's capitalism, <laughs> it's that capitalism is, encroaching like, in, you know. That's what I love about the first, like the the opening um, sequence when he talks about uh, what does he say? He's like the old timers never wore guns or they never had pistols, mm. you know, yeah. and that showed the the trust they had in their community and vice versa. Mm. Yeah. Wow. The, I, in the end, he kind of like, oh, loses trust in that belief itself. For sure. You know, he's like, oh, actually, what I saw in this community isn't actually what is, you know? Like I say, I go back to the original point I think I was telling Ollie was, um, was uh, like, was the violence always there and he just never saw it? Was this sense of like, danger like was he just blind like what did he think that he was saving the entire world and he kind of saw that no he wasn't yeah i mean complex. i think complex very complex. i mean i i yeah i i feel like i could spend another hour probably trying to deconstruct those last few scenes i mean even the you know the car crash that anton Chigurh is involved in what does yeah. that mean right i mean i have my theories on that too but i also i mean i don't know do, do we want to go into questions should we do that or does anyone want to yeah, add anything else some questions. yeah okay let's, let's, sure we'll talk about yeah. this movie forever i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is again uh it, it again holds to, to 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 the mastery of this film the fact that we can just talk talk about it forever that's that's when you know it's that's when you know you've got a good film here anyways yeah. um all right first question first first up easy Easy to, to 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 think about. Most memorable quote for you guys. Anyone can start if you have already something in your head. What is it? Hmm. Hmm. Uh. Wow. 
I think I think I would go with um I got the cancer by <laughs> um Llewellyn's step not stepmom, um mother in law. Yeah, yeah. Um or um fucking uh when he when the guy is asking for water and he's like agua. no no agua hombre or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I yeah, can't remember yeah. what it was. I thought I already, that was a I already pretty said funny. I had no agua. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, Brolin's just so smooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. It's something about how smooth he is. Like even as Thanos, he's smooth. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this was like a bit of a breakthrough for him. I mean, if it you was. look at his credits, he was not appearing in like good movies before like i think i remember the first time i saw him was in like with in into the blue with paul walker yes <laughs> he oh, was like no the way. bad guy in that <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden two years later he's starring in probably one of the best films of the last 25 years but anyway um uh yeah oh favorite quote okay well i i, I one that's coming to mind because i did not prepare anything is is a quote that i think raf's aunt would probably be raf's choice so I don't, I'm not sure if I should say it, but what's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss? Damn. Yeah, I think that I'm is gonna... my. Yeah, no, okay, was, I, I will. Okay, fine. This is not a great quote. Hey, we can have the same. One. We can have the same. Sure, one, sure. Yeah. But another another good one I like is just because the way the guy's, just because the way the guy says it as well, is um you know when he's talking to the older sheriff from like, the town where El Paso I think, or he's talking to that guy from the El Paso police, uh, Tommy Lee Jones character after Josh mm-hmm. Brolin's been murked. And they're like in that diner together, and he's like, "It's the dismal tad." <laughs> and he's just like, when he's like explain, like complaining about all the teenagers with green hair and stuff, it's the dismal tad. And I just like, I always repeat that to myself. <laughs> but anyway, R- yeah, Raph, uh, just stolen yeah, yours. I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the 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 most you ever lost, and what's the most you ever lost in a coin toss? Yes. The most you ever lost in a coin toss. Um, You're a little deaf, aren't you? It, it, it's just it so sounds good. it sounds like an anchorman warm up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like a vocal <laughs> exercise. Yeah, Ron Burgundy doing it. You know, sounds perfect. <laughs> uh, or I guess uh, there's another one. Um, uh, it, and it's between the the man who hires Wells and Carson Wells, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's character, uh, when he asks him. Um, like just how dangerous is he? Uh, referring to Sugar and, and Carson Wells says, compared to what the bubonic plague. Like, <laughs> and he's, he's got some great. Like, he's got some great lines in this movie. He's, um, I mean, yeah, that Woody standoff Harrison's character. Between him and, yeah, between him and Javier. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if this question's going to come up, but I'll just say now that's that would be my pick for favorite scene of the movie. I think. Well, um, I will, I will, I will go on to 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 the next, and it's not scene, but it's favorite shot. Because this movie does landscape shots and very holds holds the frame for 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 periods of time, I wanted to yeah focus maybe not on a scene particularly, but on a shot because this film is filled with iconic shots, you know, just moments that just have etched our minds and remain there in popular culture forever. Um, I'll start just so I can you know pave the way and, and lead by example. I kind of got two and it's the first one, which is one shot. It's the car explosion at the pharmacy Anton walking Mm -hmm. and the car explodes behind. God damn. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other one is uh, hiding behind the door. 
No, no, no. But that, okay. I mean, that would that would that would be my top three. Because that's right like there. Rear Window. That reminds me of yeah. Hitchcock with the uh, eyes and yeah, everything. I was totally. Like, oh, that reminds me of yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, that, that's my shot. I'm just gonna put it out there. Nice. Okay. Cool. Nice. Cool. <laughs> nice one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the the only other one I had was the uh, was Llewellyn discovering the shooting site, and you just see you just yeah. see that 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 site from afar. And that mm. site has been like referenced multiple times in like other things, like you know, uh, I, I, you know, numerous TV shows. Uh, from and for me, most notably, it was in GTA in GTA Five. That's that's that 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 oh. very uh, sequence was recreated in GTA Five. You no way. Like, yeah, I think you go somewhere. Oh, I can't remember where in the map you have to go, but it's like uh, it's an Easter egg that you can find in GTA. <laughs> and I find that great. Oh, that's that's cool. And I, I what I love about that scene. Uh, as well as the shot is just like when you watch it when i watched it for the first time i was like how is he why is he reacting to this in such a calm composed way like he's just stumbling upon this brutal like massacre and when i watched it this time i realized oh yeah this is telling well this is yeah but like this is this was the coen brothers way of telling us subtly like this this guy's a veteran you know he went to war so on some level he's probably kind of experienced when it comes to witnessing seeing like carnage in front of him and violence and that you know in a really silent way that tells you a lot about who he is as a person what his experiences may have been um but anyway sorry for the um sake of moving this along i guess my answer would probably be just because it's the one that sticks in my mind uh is the last shot i guess um it's and it's not just the shot it's the um it's just everything it's like the sound design too which is a bit me cheating a little bit but, you know, you've got the ticking clock in the background. And then you've got, you know, I think Paul Thomas Anderson once said the best special effects any director can have is a good actor. Like, and Tommy Lee Jones's face is an incredible piece of special effects because oh, that is like yeah. the best CGI <laughs> in the world because it's just, it's just, uh, first of all, it's just such a striking face he has. He has a great face. Emotive. And that, and that expression, yeah, that stoic yet really emotive. Like that look on his face at the end of just like, kind of like i don't know sort of he's quite scared and vulnerable and it's just kind of clueless and searching and it's yeah it sticks with he's me. like the the anti jack nicholson <laughs> yeah the yeah. other side of the spectrum <laughs> i'd love to see jack nicholson in this movie instead <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> um i want an honorable mention though for a good shot yeah um was uh when he was going when brolin's character was going back across the border and he was trying, and he was talking to the customs oh the agent. kids, and he's in the, oh no 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 the customs uh, oh the, right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Got, got oh, you, got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah yeah and then he's like it's a top down shot of him in his like hospital gown yeah and I yeah. thought that was a really good shot I really liked it because with the fluorescent light I love the subtle comedy about how easy it is to get into Mexico from yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally the guy doesn't even like the guy's like uh, the uh, the in the uh, immigration box yeah. is like dozing and he just yeah. looks at him. Even though he's covered in blood, and he just like watches him walk yeah, in there. Yeah, like cheers with the. Corona. And then when he's coming back, he gets like this whole third degree. But when when the guy's like, "Did you serve in Nam?" and he's like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> Sixty six. He's like, "All right, go on through." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get this guy like some clothes or something like that. Yeah. Are you jacking me, son? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like when people jack me. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, See, like that that great. that moment of comedy, I really liked it. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry. Right. What's your next question, Raf? Next question, buddy. My next question, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, uh, favorite character. Ooh. Ooh. Or maybe it's not that easy. I don't know. Um, okay. No, I'll, 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 uh, I mean, I feel like it, 
the obvious pick would be Anton yeah. Chigurh. Like, that was going to be my answer for what's aged the best in this movie. Like, I think it's just such an incredible, just a, such a monumental figure in cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I know that's probably would be someone else's answer. Yeah, it's definitely mine as well. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, My... sure, th- there's so many uh, memorable ones here, but like he just almost over, I mean, in the poster, he overshadows, you know, um, quite clearly uh, Llewellyn. And I think he 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 overshadows this film uh, by a margin. He, you just can't forget this guy. He's incredible. Mm. Mine was the deputy sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, good choice. Yeah, good choice. Great choice. Um, yeah 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 it's just a, a dumbass and he reminds me of like a bill Hader character i wish bill Hader did that oh uh, you know what bill Hader would have been perfect i don't know, you, I just, you know garrett dillahan is, is is great though he's yeah um, but i he's, feel like bill Hader would have been perfect for that role oh uh, but you know it's funny you meant you bring up bill Hader because there's a podcast I listen to called The Rewatchables, and I don't know why I'm just plugging other people's podcasts throughout <laughs> this episode. That's two. This is, this is no, but this is, this is what we do. We're, no. We love other people's creativity. Exactly. Yeah. And, but don't don't watch The Rewatchable. Don't listen to it, because um, you might realize that I'm just stealing from it all the time. But then, uh, basically, they, have, they did an episode where they had a guest on, uh, Bill Hader, and the movie he, want, he decided to, to talk about with them was No Country for Old Men. And so it's no just way. literally like an hour and a half. And Bill Hader, for those who don't know, in addition to being like a really funny comedian, is like the biggest film nerd you've ever met. Like he's got an encyclopedic knowledge of all types of films. And he t- talks about films in a really great way. And it's a really great podcast episode. But yeah. Give it up for Bill. Give it up for Bill. Um, yeah, Bill. yeah, we all love all right. Bill. Okay. Question number four. Question number four. Um, weakest part of the film. Ooh, interesting question. That's a good one. Um, I guess I'll say that I, I don't know. This is I'm not. This is not one part of the film that I'm pointing to, but I did think that some of the, I thought like, and I think it may be kind of the point, but I felt the scenes of Anton Chigurh, kind of, you know, like shooting someone, and then there's like a survivor where he approaches someone who's alive, and then has this sort of philosophical exchange with them. And then it cuts away and you're kind of left wondering if he actually killed them, but it suggested heavily that he did. I felt that that became almost a little bit repetitive by the end of the film. Like it, it, the, the effect of it had kind of worn off, but then that might actually be the point in a way. Like I felt like even the character himself was kind of getting bored of, of going through this process of approaching people, kind of engaging them, then killing them. So he keeps trying to like come up with these new inventive ways to sort of make it interesting by by like bullying them essentially, but kind of just like toying with them. Like you have the scene where he goes into that like Skyrise office and he like, you know, like absolutely like murks that guy behind the desk with his with his um cattle prong. And then there's that other guy, the accountant, who's just sort of standing behind him. And the guy's like, Are you gonna shoot me? And he's like, he's like, I don't know, can you see me? And then it just cuts away. I think it's cool, but it kind of like call it. It became a little bit repetitive towards the end, I think. Just call it. <clears throat> yeah anyway um what do you guys think no that's great i yeah that's a that's a that's a really it's a good thing to point out because i i had not quite noticed that before um that repetition but yeah like you said maybe it's the point i don't know yeah yeah it's great um movie newbie anything i don't know because i think all of you were saying before how it was so it was like quick 
like fast paced but slow at the same time mm -hmm. uh that was one of the things that really didn't i i didn't enjoy like i thought the pacing was a bit weak um, okay i found it at at certain points i was like oh okay like let's get on with it like i was <laughs> getting bored you know like i'm like come, come on, on fast fast and furious get in the like, car literally. already i'm like you're yellow, like, like, you're like, like yellow let's go <laughs> yellow was in my mind like i'm like come on yellow like let's go you're like, where's Dominic Pareto, man? Where, it, if, is he like, when I'm when I'm saying weak, I'm gonna bring it back. You know, I'm talking about like James Milner weak. He's still gonna be good at it. You know, <laughs> but like, it's not. It's like, it's weak, but it's still great. You know, so that's that's what I'm trying to say. To, to those that don't remember, Gabriel uh, <laughs> likes to put in some Liverpool references here and there. And James Milner is a, is an all round player. He can play anywhere. So you He's know, a if legend. I, He's a legend. He's super, he's really overrated. Um, <laughs> um, controversial uh, thoughts. Um, okay, great, great stuff, great stuff. Um, for me, the weakest part of the film, uh, this is a bit of a cop-out because I kind of love this film too much and I'm biased, but <laughs> I think it's a near-perfect film. And you know what? I would have loved for it to be longer, although two hours mm. is a perfect running time. It's perfect. It's, it, it's, it, it makes it work so beautifully. But my, my, little, my, little, you know, my little movie cinephile head is like, mm, yeah, longer. Come on. I want to know what happens. More, <laughs> more plot, more plot. Um, but that's just that's nothing. That's it's it's I yeah the weakest part. This movie is a masterpiece in my head, in my opinion. Um, all right, are you ready for the last bloody twisty question? I'm about to throw you away. Let's do yeah. it. Uh, all right, yeah, cool, yeah, right, sweet. Ray um, Winston has just uh, somehow uh, replaced <laughs> Raph in the recording booth. Uh, bet bet three six five. The world's worst bet happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right. Sponsored by. Bet no, no, we're not. We're no. not. We're not. Even though we like. To talk we do not condone gambling we're, on this podcast. We are still waiting for that ad money. I don't know when it's coming through. You, but we're, we're still waiting for it. It's not gonna happen. It's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind doing this for free, guys. Squarespace, we're available, guys. Come on. Wait. Squarespace. Wait, Look, um, this, wait, this can be my space. I want y'all to battle it down. Yeah, this can be my audition. Let this be my audition for Squarespace. Squarespace, sorry. Squarespace. <laughs> build it. <laughs> wait, listen. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. <laughs> I love how subtle the ending was. Um, all right. Is that their slogan? That is, yeah, because I've heard that. You know why? I've heard that fucking slogan about a million times in my life through all the. YouTube? I don't know how. Where the meeting happened, where they decided that Squarespace was going to be on every single okay. podcast I listen to. Because I get, I get a really annoying freaking advert. It's like the Singaporean guy on YouTube, especially, and he's like, "Do you want to know three ways to make money without working? Here, I give you the three ways." And I was just like, "Skip, skip ad, skip ad." Maybe he has some revolutionary method. Who knows? Yeah, dude. No, if, you, if you waited until the end of that ad, you could. Maybe. Are you from the U.S. of America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me bring it back slowly. It back. That was yeah, that yeah, was a nice little back. tangent. Now, on to the last question. Uh and I had a hard one with this one, uh but favorite death. I know there's a few ones. Uh there's a few ones in this. So, let's let's go for it. Let's let's go for what was your favorite death? Um who wants to lead? I'll take it away. Take it away. Closes the curtains. 
Oh, good yeah. one. That was that's yeah, that, that really was one of my one. favorite ones. Yeah, he's like, I don't even need to look at you to do this. Yeah, he even turns around, right? He like yeah. doesn't even yeah. Yeah, looks at the camera, I think. And it's and it's Maybe. that and it's that beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I love on that sound. the on the yeah. the curtain. Yeah, the blood really splattering good. on the on the shower curtain. Yeah, mm-hmm. great stuff. Great death. What a great, great death. death. What a great. Not death. for <laughs> not for the guy, but for us to watch. Great death. <laughs> yeah, I think um. Maybe I think it's there's a lot of deaths in this film, but uh, probably the second, oh. the one where uh, where he just stops the guy on the yes. road. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's mine as well. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah, because we're we're, on, we're so we're on. in sync in this episode. Yeah, but like just <laughs> what's great, what 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 you get a lot of in this film is that um, the reason like Anton Chigurh is able to get away with so much is because he completely exploits the fact that uh, most of us are really um, naturally quite submissive and gullible. And if someone with any in any kind of position of authority tells us to do something, we'll probably do it, even if it doesn't really make sense or it's going to endanger us. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the Stanford prison experiment in that way, because he just like he gets out of this cop car and the guy's like, what's the matter? And he's just like, just stand still. And then like he's not even dressed in like uniform. He's not got a badge or anything. He obviously looks really shady. But this guy just lets him put this cattle prod to his head and then just like, you know, and then he's just killed instantly. That yank though, that that yank, yeah. of the eyes rolling backwards. Oh, just I when I first watched that film, I was like, that that was real. That was a real human. A real human died for this film. Um, uh, okay, because because I know we're in sync and we both picked a few things similarly. Uh, let me pick another one, uh, and I will go for the dog death. I was just gonna say oh. honorable mention the, the the swimming one. Yeah, because Michael that Phelps. chase Insane. first of all, yeah, that that that's so that good. Scene. That whole scene. That whole scene. That whole fucking. The whole scene like was fucking amazing. Well, first of all, it's like that whole chase scene takes place when it goes from dark to light, basically. Yeah. So you got like, yeah. and just the, and I talk it was about quite ridiculous. Oh really? <laughs> Way to shut you up, Ollie. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. Oh. He outran a truck. Yeah, good. And then, at, and good. then the dog swam in a river to him, and then was still alive. Like it wasn't like. Dogs can swim. Dogs can swim in a in a in a river like that. Yeah. Dude, yes, absolutely. I don't, I mean, you know also, horses can know. swim too, right? This is a pro- yeah, I know horses like a, can swim. I know like elef- elephants can swim. Dude, too. this is a proper like. This is like but a proper pit bull just, who's been trained to like kill. It just to, looked to, funny to me. It just looked. Oh man, no, I just. It, just, I it that didn't was look great. believable. I the thought fact that, was that great. he ran away from a truck and then a dog and then, like, pulled out a wet gun and blew on it and then shot the dog. Right. Well, I mean, I thought that was a really cool, a really like, I don't know. I was on the edge of my seat as you just watched that. As you just watched that dog. As well as you just watch that dog just like running up to me, you're like shit, shit, yeah. shit. And you're like oh. trying to get your gun out. You're trying, yeah. To, like, and he's so like cool and composed. <laughs> yeah, really. Like he knows what to do. Like that's a nam. That's fucking. That's a Viet. And that's that a, scene that's does not have it. Yeah, again, that scene. It would have, not have, it would have been more school. believable if he tried to shoot the gun. It he couldn't shoot it, but still managed to find a way to kill the dog. But that just like shows his expertise in combat. You know, he's yeah, cool. he's, he's collecting. A train, he's a trained soldier. He's a he's a hunter for God's it sake. Just didn't, a, it didn't he, seem he, believable. He literally <laughs> tracks and kills animals for a living. Also, interesting parallel. You know, he's tracking that wild game at the be- beginning of the movie, and then he's being tracked himself for the rest of the film. Yeah, pretty clever, huh? Pretty, hey, 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 these Coens, huh? Pretty smart guys. <laughs> pretty, pretty smart. smart. 
Oh, you wicked smart, you know? Yeah. Hey, these these brothers, I don't know where they're from, but they're fucking <laughs> smart. They're, they're wicked smart. Um, all right, guys. Yeah, that that was that was it. That was the last question. Uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for answering them. And that that's all I got for no country. Great I questions. Um, well, I guess there's we'll one get... thing left to do. Yeah. Well, two. There's two very important things. So the first one is let's get some ratings. I want some ratings, boys. Um. All right. I will give this. Ooh. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give this nine coin. Coins out God of damn it, that's what I was gonna ah! say. What the fuck? Man, get out of my brain, bro. Oh. Should I should I leave this podcast? Do you guys yeah. need to I need to go, podcast. I need to go Anton Chigurh on his ass. You know? <laughs> there can be only one. Uh go on, chuck and pick coins then. Alright, well I did. Yeah, nine. Rafi? Um, nine, nine coins out of 10. That's brilliant. Um, I will go, oh, this is, this is nightmarish. Why did I put this in my head? But now I have to go for up 10, 10 dead dogs out of 10. Dang it, man. Damn. (laughs) Good one. Uh, I wanted to do the dogs. Uh, shit. Damn. (laughs) I'll go with, uh, fuck. I don't know. Damn. You guys took the two that I, that was like alternative. And like my main choice. Well, you could you could do um, you could do like some some of the weapons. They, yeah, I was yeah. thinking of like like silencers. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking yeah. like a uh, shotgun shrapnel. That also that performance when he was pulling out the shrapnel Ooh, and like yeah. cleaning his yeah. wound was on his arm. I don't know. Sitting sitting cross legged in the back mm. in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, okay, so, so I'll go with uh, eight out of ten shotgun shrapnel shrapnel. Yeah, nice. It All is, right, nice, is, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Eight, nine, eight, ten. Eight, ten. Boom. Yeah. Eight, nine, ten. Well, thank you guys. I think this was a pretty good movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Do you guys have any closing remarks? I don't know. Do we do closing remarks? I feel like we could. Uh, no, we don't. Maybe, but it know? could it could be a thing if you want it to be. I'm just I'm just really reassured now that like we've we've restored a bit of faith in the in the western in the western genre for for you a little bit um, because yeah that that last one still still haunts me to this day. Oh, um, we forgot uh, the next movie. We got to remind the, the listeners. Oh yeah. Okay. So next episode, I believe we'll be watching and reviewing the proposition starring Guy Pearce. It's an Australian neo western. So uh, yeah, should okay. be really fun. Yeah, Australia going going off the American grid a little bit. Nice. Well, we've only done one American movie, right? Right, right. But I mean, like based in America, I guess uh-huh. a story based in America. Um, yeah. No, I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to it. Guy nice. Pearce. All right. Well, on that note, I'd like to say thank you for being on the show. Thank you guys for listening. And before we go, I want you to like, share, subscribe, review, five stars. We are now on two new platforms. I can't remember what they are called. I think it's one of them is called Listen Notes. And the other one is, uh, I can't remember. But basically, you can go on these websites. They're directories for podcasts. You can put in the movie newbie. You can rate us on there, share us on there, comment, all that kind of stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. And also follow all of us. Um, There's Ollie, Raf, myself. We're also on Medium. Raf writes awesome reviews that are spoiler-free. And they're pretty short, so really nice and bite-sized so check those out and um thank you for listening and um we're gonna have a final movie of the theme next week and then we're gonna be on to the next one so catch y'all soon
move it, noob it. Hey guys, if you like the show, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Movie Newbie, and you can also search The Movie Newbie on Medium for really cool, spoiler-free reviews. So, catch you in the next episode. Till next time, guys. Enjoy.